Boo. You think I'm a good girl? Just wait and see. We're bad girls. This is what we do. I'm the girl that's gonna save your life. Eh, you shot pretty well. For a boy. Can't you handle a woman with a big gun? I put the fun in funeral. I like my men covered in blood. Hail to the queen, baby. I can, and I will. I can, and I will. I'll take a bite out of you. Beware the science. Welcome back to another bone-chilling episode of Science of Horror. <laughs> As always, I am your mistress of evil, Ella Evella. And her sister of sin, Ash Vicious. So today I was super excited. Uh, I watched Gerald's Game around the time it came out. Okay. And like, I watched it. There are certain scenes that are hard. But I was like, we need to do this for the podcast. Like, this has to be on the podcast. It's so feministic. It's so powerful. Like, we just watched it again, and it gave me chills all over again. Mm -hmm. So I was like, this needs to come on, and we've finally gotten around to it in season two. (laughs) Um, So we literally just finished watching it. Yep. So this is our complete, like, we're off the roller coaster. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And actually, this is our first time, like, recording... Literally after watching a movie, too. Yeah, we've done, like, where we watch it the night before. But we haven't, like, we watched the movie and now we're recording about the movie. So, like, it's kind of interesting because we'll actually literally get to just feed off of each other's conversations. Like, we're literally having a conversation about this movie we just watched. We haven't been able, like, we watched it, like, finished up our coffee, and now we're going for it. So this (laughs) is kind of the undiscussed style. Yeah. So coming off of it, Ash, like, what is your, like, just takeaway of it? It was fucking amazing. Like, (laughs) I mean, like you said, there are some scenes in that film that are, like, really fucking hard to watch. Yeah. Like, especially, you know, because it does discuss rape, it does discuss... Molestation. Molestation as as a child and stuff like that, and I'm just like... Like, the scene, you know, spoiler alert, there is a scene... Yeah, it's just spoilers throughout this entire yeah. movie. Um, you know, there's a scene where she's kind of, like, she's, the main character, Jess, is thinking back to, like, when her father somewhat, he didn't molest her, but he... I still consider that, like, molestation. Yeah. Like, he, I mean, she wasn't touched, but he was physically touching himself with her on his lap. Which is just, uh, there, like, there's something... that is just, it's so wrong and so, like... Like, it's creepy. Not, like, creepy as in, like, a scary movie creepy, but, like, creepy as in just... Life. Life. And And I think they they bring up an interesting idea of, and especially, like, dealing, like, with the Me Too movement. Yeah. Um, And, like, I was molested as a child, I was sexually assaulted in a workplace, and I remember, like, when we were kind of discussing the Me Too movement, um, you had a moment where you were like, well, I don't know if I can be part of this, Mm because, like... And it was like, well, have anyone ever touched you that you didn't want to be touched? They may grab you at a club. Has anybody ever catcalled you? Mm-hmm. And I think that brings up an interesting idea in this film is there's some weird idea that, like, to be molested, to be raped, it has to be, like, this one specific thing. Mm-hmm. This action has to happen. And it's like, no. Like, it can be anything in that style. Because, like, the even thing, well, he didn't touch me. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to, like, justify it of, like, oh, it wasn't that bad. 
Mm-hmm. And that's such a creepy idea. Yeah. Because I remember you kind of had that. You're like, oh, well, I've just been catcalled. I've had guys, like, grab me at stuff. But, like, I've never had anything that bad happen. And I was mm-hmm. like, no, no bad things have happened to you, Ash. Yeah. <laughs> but we're so programmed to be like, oh, well, as a woman, I just got grabbed and thrown around a club and a guy tried to kiss me. Well, I wasn't raped. It wasn't that bad. And it's like, no, that's still assault. Mm -hmm. That's still bad. Yeah. But I mean, just going back to that scene, like watching it, I like, it just, it gave me like, I just, you know, like it gave me the heebie-jeebies, like watching that. The, the girl that plays young Jess, there's just that look on her face where she realizes mm-hmm. what's happening. What's happening. And it's it's so heartbreaking. Yeah. Because it's like there's a scene before that where the mom is like getting into a fight with the dad and they're discussing, oh, she's she's daddy's little girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, anything you like, you two are always together. Yeah. She, anything she says, she just bats her eyes and she gets. So you have this idea that like, her dad is her world. Mm-hmm. Like, dad's there. Dad's gonna, like, he thinks I'm cool. Dad, mom's a dick. Mm-hmm. Like, my brothers are dicks. But dad's there. Yeah. And to see that, like, look of just betrayal, loss of yeah. innocence. It's like seeing a pillar of, like, a building just get knocked out and everything and just crumbles yeah like and what's what's even like more chilling about that scene is you don't actually see him doing anything it's you're watching her watch the eclipse and you see him like you can hear him do it the sound effect and you can see his face and him talking to her just watch the just watch the eclipse more and more aggressive yeah because she's like dad what's happening just watch the eclipse oh daddy just watch the eclipse, and then you can, like, ah, no, it was just, ah. It's so, it's so powerful, and, like, the scene for me that always really, really gets me, we're kind of, we're not discussing this film, like, we're discussing chronologically, but not chronologically right. parts of the film. Um, there's a scene afterwards, too, where, um, like, I, I, you know, we used to make the joke when we go out to clubs, mm-hmm. like, who do you find attractive, Ella? Okay, those are the three assholes. Mm-hmm. I have been attracted to so many assholes and so many gaslighting people. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene at the end where it's like after it's happened. Yeah. And just the manipulation mm-hmm. of the dad where he's like, well, now we have to tell your mom. Your mom, stuff between me and your mom's not good. Stuff between you and your mom's not good. I don't think she'll blame you. Yeah. She's not going to kill us for it. Like... Oh, oh God, yeah. Like to do that to a twelve-year-old to manipulate them into thinking it's their fault that yeah. they've done something wrong, and like it's bad enough. Like you know, you you see it all the time with like rape in relationships and molestation in relationships mm-hmm. and just toxic relationships. You see that gaslighting, but it being a child, being gaslit. By a person who's really just broken every amount of trust and is now going one step above it. Right. To purposely manipulate. It's just, it's so, it makes you feel dirty on the inside. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not one of those horror film scenes where you're like, oh, I need a shower. It's that scene where you're like, your gut drops. Mm -hmm. 
And that's what I think is so good about this film is it it shows horror in, I think, a way that is very particularly Stephen King. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's, it's the, the horror is what people do. Yeah. It's, it's that horrific thing. Like, if you look at Carrie, for me, I don't think Carrie's the villain of Carrie. It's her mom. Mm-hmm. Like, you put these supernatural characters together, but at the end, the, most of the villains in Stephen King are just people. They're bad people. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, like, I when you had talked about this movie, you didn't mention that it was originally a Stephen King novel. And... Oh, I guess I didn't. I no, I you like, were, it's a movie. Yeah, you're like, it's because you, you mentioned, because we, you mentioned it, like, right after we'd watched Hush. Yes. You were just like, because I think, did you watch Hush first and then Gerald's Game, or Gerald's no, Game and Hush? No, I watched Gerald's Game, then Hush, and it's, um, so it's, this is also a Mike Flanagan film, so just, you know we're gonna love it. Yeah. Because it's fucking Mike Flanagan, and he can do no wrong so far. <laughs> um, but there is a scene in it. Uh, in both Hush and in Gerald's game that involves, like, a hand mutilation. Because mm-hmm. then, then when I watched Hush, because I watched uh, Hush with you, mm-hmm. and they had the scene, and I was like, oh, it's the same FX team. Because the, sh- the the style of the shot and everything, it's very, very similar. Yeah. Um, so I had already seen Gerald's game by the time I watched Hush, and the mom from Gerald's game is the main character in Hush. And she's also in another Mike Flanagan thing of, um, house, what is it? House, Haunting on Hill House. Haunting on Hill House. Hill yeah, house. she plays Theo. Um. It's my favorite character in Haunting of Hill House. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, you're just like, oh, it's a Mike Flanagan film, oh my god, and I'm like, okay, cool, we'll, we'll watch it eventually, and you're like, it's a hard watch, and I'm like, oh, okay, how's it a hard watch? And then you told me, like, the, the certain scenes that were hard to watch. And I was yeah, because like, I was like, I wanted to make sure, like, going into it, because, like, um, I've, I've actually, I've never read the full book, Gerald's Game, uh, mm-hmm. but I knew about it just in talking Stephen King groups, conversations about it, so I knew about a little bit what it was about, um, but, like, when I watched it, uh, after they show the scene from the eclipse, I remember being like, I need to pause it and step outside and have a cigarette, because mm-hmm. I was just so rattled to my core. Yeah. And Josh had actually read the book, so he was kind of like prepared to right. deal he with the fallout. Right, like, he knew what was happening. So he was just like, you know, do you do you need a cigarette? Do you need a drink? Like, kind of did, like, almost in a weird way, BDSM aftercare. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, what do you need right now? And I was like, uh, I'm, I'm gonna have a cigarette. Can I just have, like, a, a cold beer? Like, I wanted something cold, because mm-hmm. I was like, had that moment we get heated yeah. up, because mm-hmm. you're upset. Yeah. And then I was like, okay. And he's like, I promise you this film gets better. I was like, all right. And I I will admit, this is probably one of my favorite endings. Not just in a horror film, but in a movie. Yeah, the ending was great. Um, Um, But, like like I said, you didn't mention that this was a Stephen King film. Yeah. So, until, like, I think, literally Smile Dog, you were like, Oh yeah, next week is Stephen King. And I'm like, wait, what? It's a Stephen King thing? Um, and... Like I said, season two is the season of the King. <laughs> they actually, um, they actually do a lot of references to Stephen King films in the, like, in, or Stephen King books in this film. I know we caught the, the Cujo line. Yeah, so there's the Kingception of, Gerald refers to the dog as Cujo, which okay. is a Stephen King book. 
Um, there's also the book. Oh no, that's not uh, Stephen King. Like the the woman in the dream that Jesse describes as um, as standing over the well in during the eclipse is Dolores Claiborne, the main character from Stephen King's 1992 novel of the same name. Oh, that damn it! Because Dolores Claiborne keeps being my next one on the list. <laughs> Um, another one was when Gerald says, all of, all things serve the beam. It's a reference to Stephen King's The Dark Tower. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, the other one. I'm loving all my, like, <laughs> my, like, Stephen King random facts from you. Um, is when Gerald's saying we should take, or we should take our medicine is a reference to the novel of Shining, of The Shining. Yeah. When, uh, Danny says take your, or when Jack says Danny, take says you. Danny, take your medicine. Yeah. Danny, take your medicine. <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot of like just crazy references into the Stephen King novels That's throughout really this. Cool yeah, that they gave it to that Kingception. <laughs> Kingception. Yeah, so like later on in this season, we're gonna do uh, Doctor Sleep. We'll have mm-hmm. in season two, Gerald's game, all of the King this season. Do Carrie, of course. Just mm-hmm. keep keep it going. Keep it going with the King. <laughs> um. So that was kind of like the setup of the character of Jessie. Mm-hmm. Um, but the film actually starts with her and her husband. They're they're going to a lake house to rekindle some loving feelings. Yeah, you know, nice nice little weekend getaway. You know, yeah. like you see her packing a weekend bag. She's yeah, got little, a cute little slip negligee thing happening. It's actually like a really pretty one. I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, that's pretty. I was just like, I just want to wear that and be like, I'm beautiful. <laughs> I am beautiful. I would like wear that to clean the house. I am beautiful, and I am dusting. I am beautiful, and I am dusting. <laughs> um, but things things go wrong. Real, I don't think they're. It's funny because like you actually you also notice like when he's packing. So it's like her packing. She packs the negligee. She packs like a cute little sundress, and she has her hat. And then he's packing. He packs his clothes, and then on the very top, before you see, before it cuts to the before you see title the screen. the title screen. Um, which is just the words Gerald's game over his bag. There's two pairs of police-grade handcuffs. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this is why all handcuffs involved in sex should have releases. Because of this film. Yeah. I remember we actually watched this film, and we have a pair of, like, uh, they can be, like, strapped to, like, the headboards. Mm-hmm. But they're, like, fuzzy and nice, so, like, you don't actually hurt your wrists. Yeah. Uh, but I remember, like, I saw them, and I, like, took them out of my little kit and was like, you can go away for, like, the next six months. <laughs> After seeing this film, like, yeah, I could imagine. Like, I-, I love my little fuzzy handcuffs and they're real fun, but I don't think I can be handcuffed for, like, six months. After seeing that. Yeah, no, me neither. <laughs> um, so they-, they get up to the house and they, they see this very cute uh, German shepherd um, Who's eating roadkill is obviously, like, a starving stray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got a little bit of mange on him. And you can kind of tell he's been just kind of wandering the streets. Like, he's yeah. just a little stray. Yeah, he's he's a little wooden stray. Um, they get to the house. She's trying to relax. And... What I've noticed, like, speaking of her trying to relax, I noticed something. They're both kind of on edge for this whole week. Like, the beginning, like, that scene. They're, like... They're driving, and, like, he mentions the music, and she's like, oh, no, no, it's 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 fine. But, like, they both, like, have that I'm on edge about this thing. Well, if you, you get it throughout the film that, like, this marriage is not good. Yeah. Like, and I think that that's something that I think King deals with a lot. 
Which is really funny because King's been like married to his wife for like mm-hmm. 40 years. <laughs> like he has a great marriage, but like. All of his books seem to be like broken marriages. I'd be like, honey, do we need to talk? <laughs> Everything um, okay? You keep writing these books <laughs> where the husband's trying to kill the wife. <laughs> do we need to see a therapist? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like, so they, they go for, like, a weekend getaway, and she opens up the fridge, and it's fully stocked with sexy foods, as I put, like, I put in my notes, literally, sexy foods. Because, you know, you've got the chocolate-covered strawberries, you have a nice oh. little cake, you have, like, the high-grade meat, which, so, this, this meat was Kobe beef from actual Kobe that was fucking $200 a pound. Holy fuck, that is expensive meat. I salivate it so hard every time I see her cut that meat. Okay. I know, it's just like... Just like butter. I was just like, oh, so yeah. The chef in me is just like, I want you, and I want Irish butter. Oh. I just want to put you in a steaming hot cast iron pan with Himalayan rock salt. And that's it. My stomach literally just growled. <laughs> I, I, was just, I was watching Ella just like, while she's explaining her like, meat wet dream. My stomach was like, I agree. Get it. Um, so yeah, there's the sexy foods fridge. You know, she's kinda walking around and then they get um, one thing I did notice is once again she walks by a lake. Mm Mm-hmm. Because like you keep seeing it come back to like her being around this lake is Yeah, like a lake house. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is it's you kinda see her there's a scene where she's like walking by the lake. And he's like, oh, are you coming inside? Mm-hmm. But, like, when she's walking by this, like, she has this such a melancholy, like, style to her. Like, how she A melancholy presence, yeah. Yeah, how she's walking and, like, I think that really gives you a sense of just who the character is before you, you get into everything. Mm-hmm. Is she's kind of, I think at the beginning, like, even before all the horrific events happened, she's such a broken woman. hmm Like, she's one of those people that, like, you meet and, like, you can know for years and you never know. hmm And it, it's so beautifully acted out by her. Um, she's also really random freaking note that I found hilarious. So in the movie... The actress that plays her mom, she actually plays the mom in The Haunting of Hill House, and her mom plays her daughter. But, what? (laughs) So, uh, the actress that's in Hush, that's the mom, and the uh, main actress, Jessie, in The Haunting of Hill House, uh, the main Jessie plays Theo's mom, and the actress plays adult Theo. Oh, okay. So, like, they flipped. Yeah. And I was like, huh. <laughs> we must be very good friends. <laughs> Which is funny, because I don't think the two actors are actually ever on screen together. <laughs> they're both, like, in the same series, but they're mm-hmm. always in different timelines. Yeah. So I kind of was like, huh. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, like, she's walking around the lake house, and he's still inside, and he takes... The little blue pill. The little blue pill that we all know what the fuck that is. If a man over 50 takes a little blue pill, it's Viagra. Yeah. So we we can obviously tell, but it's hard for them to have sex. Like, right off the bat. As soon as you see that pill, you're like, oh, 
Something's going on. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, dude, you're like 60. Don't be ashamed. Just take the yeah. pill. It's, it's fine. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody judge. Okay, no. Uh, yeah. By the end of this, I judge him greatly. Yeah. But at the beginning, I didn't judge him super hard. Um, and then they, they start to have sex. And he... Well, no, you forget the, the, the adorable scene of her trying to be sexy. Oh, God. The scene every girl has had. When you put on, like, a lingerie <laughs> and you're, like, sitting on the bed trying to be, like, how do I make my tits look like, good? Like, how do I make my tits look good? How do I make my legs look good? Like, you do that, like, you kind of shift around the bed and just kind of, like, figure out. Oh, we also forgot. So, that we mentioned that the negligee that she buys is brand, brand new. And she rips off. She the rips tag. off the tag and she puts it on the little shelf above the headboard. Yes. Like you know, like okay, whatever. I'm just gonna hide this so he doesn't know it's new. Doesn't know it's new or doesn't know how much it costs or whatever. Like you know, just whatever. hide the tag. Yeah. Because it's very might. important later. It is. Um, and so she's like trying to look all sexy and adorable and cute on the bed, and I was just like, we, Ella and I both were watching that scene. We're like, we've been there, Jess. It's okay. We understand. Been there. Been there so many times. We're like, how the fuck do I make this thing look the best? <laughs> Spent 20 bucks on you. <laughs> Your raw panties and some sheer shit. <laughs> go like you're supposed to. Um, so yeah, they go, they, you know, start to kind of, he like, he brings out the handcuffs and. She's kind of into it. Yeah. She's not arguing. Um, and he handcuffs her and it, it's, it very quickly devolves into like rape play. Yeah, and like I even wrote in my notes, I was like, "Don't uh, spicing up the marriage with role, with rape role play not a good idea." Spicing up marriages with role plays where one person is has not, no idea about the role play, not a good idea. It's never gonna end well. Like if I walked in with like pigtails and was like Professor Henry, I think Josh would be like, "Have you hit your head?" <laughs> but especially like somebody tied up and oh. His, his, like, fascination and how quickly he gets into it is so disturbing. Yeah. And, like, the, I mean, some of the things that she's, like, he says to her, she's, like, he goes, call for help. And she's, like, wait, what? Like, what do you mean call for help? He's, like, call for help. Like, she's I'm, like, like oh, attacking you. She's, uh, like, oh, help, 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 help. Like. And then he's, like, no, like, fucking call for help. That, that is a, a, a very big issue. And it's later revealed that they had tried to have sex earlier, like, in their relationship, mm-hmm. and he hadn't taken a pill, and he only got hard when he started choking her. Yeah, like, hard. physically choking her. Not like the, like, you know, not like the loving, you know, choke that you do when you're having BDSM sex, but, like, full-on fucking choking her to the point where she couldn't breathe. And had her, like, the other hand had her, like, completely pinned, pinned up against the bed. Yeah, like, when I first... Like, when I kind of got into more, like, kinky sex with uh, Josh, I remember, like, he was like, oh, do you like this? And I'm like, yeah, okay, let me show you. Mm -hmm. You take your hands, you cup them at the very tip of the chin, and you're actually never hitting the windpipe, you're actually hitting the veins. Yeah, like, you're just hitting, like, right here. Because that gives you that lightheaded feeling because it's actually, you're kind of stopping the blood flow to Mm -hmm. the brain. But um, we've had a few times, like, during sex where, like, someone slipped or but he's hit my windpipe. Mm-hmm. And that is an immediate, like, oh my god, are you okay? Are you alright? Right, like, you like you slipped, not like slipped mentally, but like, you you're, basically yeah, slipped. Like, your hand, you're like, you know, you slip on, like, your hand slips or whatever, and you're like, oh fuck, stop. Yeah, and he'll always Yeah, he's like, like, oh god, sorry. Can you breathe? Are you alright? <laughs> and normally I'm like, please continue with the sexing. <laughs> I'm good, it's okay. Sexing may not continue. 
but that's that's a good thing for somebody to check in on you. Yeah. But the idea that her husband wants to rate play. Got didn't hard, tell her. Didn't tell her. Yeah, I didn't say, hey, I want to experiment with rape play. Also, Is this okay? It's really creepy because he's like, when he's doing the handcuffs, he's so adamant the fact that they can't be broken. Yeah. He's like, they're police grade. These You cannot escape from these. And it's and, like... Mm-hmm. And she's kind of like a... <laughs> okay. okay. Why? <laughs> like, I've, I've had a few, like, previous partners where they've tried to pull shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like, with stuff like anal play or stuff like that, where they'll just be like... Oh, and I have a surprise. And I'm always like, okay, we're going to have a conversation now. Mm-hmm. The phrase surprise during sex is never a good idea. Unless it involves food. Okay. It's like low <laughs> grade. Like ice cubes, food, maybe a blindfold. But like if you are talking about things going in orifices or hardcore BDSM, yeah, none of for that sure. is a surprise. Right. That's just, no. That you is don't, rape. Yeah, you don't surprise with that stuff. Um, you definitely get the idea that Gerald, I mean, he is like a high-powered lawyer. Uh, they discuss later on that he makes the joke that women are just life support for cunts. Yeah. Uh, he's really into this rape role play. He's obviously like assaulted her. And I, I consider not telling somebody I'm going to choke you and choking them during sex assault. Yeah. So you get a very quick idea that this is not a good husband or man. Right. Like, he's kind of shit. Yeah. Um, so he's trying to do this, and, and good on Jesse. She fights back. Mm-hmm. She says, no, stop it, let me go. And he just, Yeah, she's like, I don't fucking like this. She's no, we need, like, stop. And he just starts belittling her. Yeah. Like, this is, like, the reason why we don't have sex is your fault. You can't be into this. What's your problem? Yeah, and she's like, I'm sorry, but I'm not into... Rape. What I Like, I don't want to indulge in your rape fantasy. Yeah, and she's, like, greatly disturbed by it. And she's obviously freaking out, being like, let me out, let me out, let mm-hmm. me out. Um... In the book, it's a little different. She actually, like, kicks him. Mm-hmm. Like, hard. And then uh, they get the minor bad side effect of taking a little blue pill. Well, do, so does that happen in the... Oh, yeah, you did, You mentioned that it does happen in the book. So, I, like, she... Yeah, so you get the, like, the bad side of the little blue pill if you're an old man. Heart attack! He gets a heart attack. And, like, he falls on top of her because he's, like... <clears throat> like, he's, you know, having his heart attack and she's, like... Okay, like, she's still at the, like, at first think this is part of his, like, game. I think she's a little scared at first. I think she's trying to convince herself it's a game. Okay. Because I, th- I think that's a big thing about Jesse is she's just denies even what's in front of her. Mm-hmm. So she's, like, she's scared, but she's like, oh, this is probably just part of his game, whatever. Well, okay, you can stop now. You can fucking stop now. Yeah. And then he actually, like, literally keels over on top of her, and then she kicks him off the bed. Yes, and that's when he hits his head. Mm-hmm. And, um, in the books, she actually, like, uh, he, even after she says stop, he tries to go again, and she actually kicks him in the stomach and, like, in the groin. He falls off the bed and hits his head. Mm-hmm. Because um, I read a little, I started reading it. I didn't get to finish it. Uh, but he's like, you bitch. Like, he gets super aggressive. Mm-hmm. And then he has the heart attack. Gotcha. So in the book, you get a little bit more of Jesse. That, protecting herself. Yeah, you get a little bit more of that. In or the uh, defending herself. 
yeah, you get a little bit more of that in the the book in the beginning. And okay. of course it quickly devolves. Yeah. Um so now we have Jesse handcuffed to a bed in a negligee with no way out and a dead husband. Yep. Who at some point like then because I realized I was like, "Oh shit, like did, yeah, there's blood." <laughs> yeah. Like he cuz I didn't, I didn't actually see him hit his head on the corner. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's specifically said. Like, the idea is just, like, he hit his, whether he hit his head when he fell. Or he, like, hit his head hard enough on the floor when he fell, yeah. Yeah, he hit his head somehow to involve bleeding. Right. And then you jumped at this part, because, like, she's sitting there, and then, like, his hand hits the bed. And he's like, oh, what the hell? And you, you think, oh, did he not die? When you first see the delusion of him. Oh, yeah. So, well, no, you forgot the dog who comes back. Because she's, like, she's calling, help, help, help. And then she's, like, she hears something outside and she hears something inside thinking it's the neighbors. Yeah. Because she calls the neighbors' names, like, Kelly and something. Nate? Um, Kelly and Nate, yeah. You, um, are, you are wasps. Kelly and Nate are wasp names. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in comes the dog. Yes, we will name you Cujo. You will be Cujo yeah. for the rest of this film. So Cujo comes in. Yeah, Cujo comes in and he like he sees the dead body, kinda looks at her, looks at the dead body again, walks up to it, sniffs the blood, she's like, No. Yeah. And he's like, But, but I'm, I'm hungry. Doggo gotta do what doggo yeah. gotta do. So Doggo starving Doggo is starving and just kind of starts eating the husband. Yeah. Takes a, a big old chunk off the arm. Which then causes her to kind of snap, snap, because seeing a stray dog come into your house and start eating your dead husband, who whether, has, like who has almost you know, raped you and yeah. has left you chained to a bed, yeah, all right, you're you're allowed to crack at this point. Yeah, so she's at this point cracked, which now goes to the scene where I literally jumped because <laughs> I saw his hand like on the like pop up on the bed and like pull himself up. I was like. What the f- how do you not survive that? And then I realized, because it cuts, like, it cuts to him, and then it cuts to, like, his body on the floor. Like, you just see the hand. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, she's hallucinating. Okay, got it. Yeah, and he, he says, like, you're losing your mind. Mm-hmm. And then he's he- like, um, and he, like, he makes the comment of, like, you're going insane, which is valid. Yeah. You just saw your, you just saw a stray dog eat your husband's dead body. Yeah, you're allowed to. And then, that's not the only person she sees, though. She sees herself, too. Yeah, and I think it's interesting that you get, um, so in the book, I guess there is also, she also sees her psychiatrist Mm. and, like, her friend. Like, she has one good friend from childhood that she also sees. But I guess, like, they didn't want to, like, try and come up with the backstory of these characters and have them added in. Um, But I like it because it's, it's kind of the showing of what her life has been. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, for the rest of the part, uh, Gerald is disparaging, you can't do this, you're gonna die, mm-hmm. where the inner Jesse is like, you have to get through this, you have to think logically. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, the way she was talking to her, like, reminded me a lot of Hush. Like, that, because I wrote down, like, the moment that she sees herself reminded me of Hush when she sees herself die. Yeah. And, like, you know, she's telling, like, the, when she sees herself die and it's telling her, you can't escape through the door, you can't, like, this is how you need to escape. You need to do this, you need to do this, and you need to do that. 
it, it's kind of that idea of like that that inner sense of survival mm-hmm. of like I can make myself survive. Mm-hmm. I can do this, which is interesting because like throughout it, you see Jesse constantly turn away from herself to Gerald. Mm-hmm. Like she'll ignore like her inner survival instinct for Gerald's condescending. Yeah, because like you know. At later on in the movie, they bring it up, like, your father was a lawyer. Gerald's a lawyer. You've... You're, 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 you married an older man. You married your father. You've stayed in this one relationship of somebody, an older man, downgrading you, minimizing you, and using you your entire life. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, I know people like that, that, like, you get into one bad relationship... And thankfully, like, I, I did that. We've all done yeah. that. Where you have one bad relationship, and then you, like, three or four relationships later, when you get into, like, a good one, you realize you had one bad relationship, and then you dated that person. Mm-hmm. Or, like, two or three more times. And I think it's that idea of, like, of course, it's this, it's that PTSD. It's It's that easy, comfortable, like, I know the dynamic of mm-hmm. this, even though it's not healthy. She knows the dynamic of that toxic relationship, and it's safe mm-hmm. for her to just ignore everything. And I feel like that's that says so much about like women and about how we're kind of raised and how we're kind of meant to not meant to, but like how kind of society goes. Like, oh yeah, don't you want to date someone like your daddy? Don't you want to? Be daddy's little girl. Be the good housewife. Be yeah. this. Be that. Keep your mouth shut. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, so yeah, you kind of like, you start to see her, she's going insane. She's starting to get like dehydrated because yeah. she hasn't had any water. And then her, um, the other her, like her survival instinct is like, remember the little blue pill. It made him so very, so very thirsty. And she gets the glass, and then there's that sad moment where she can't get it to mm. her mouth. So then it has to go. I think Gerald comes over her, and he's like, that beautiful negligee. That's so new. And I like how, even as them being, like, opposed forces mm-hmm. for most of it, the Gerald mm-hmm. and Jesse hallucinations, mm-hmm. there are those scenes where they work together. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's interesting because I feel like it's a visual representation of, like, how you think sometimes. Mm-hmm. Of, okay, this, ha, ah, that, that, that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she finds the tag. Yep. The tag from her negligee. All hail the tag. <laughs> and she fashions it into, like, a little straw, yeah. almost. And then, you know, is able to now drink water. Yeah, and even uh, the, the Jesse's, like, not too much. Mm-hmm. Don't drink all of it. Yeah. Also, I think at one point, I don't remember, oh, I think it was when I, when she ended up figuring out how to, like, do the straw, and when she figured out the tilting yeah. the shelf, I was like, Jesse is resourceful Slytherin. Yeah, Jesse definitely, and I feel like that's, she's played off so, like, in the beginning, so meek and kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. That, like, when all of a sudden she starts doing this stuff, you're like, girl, what the fuck? <laughs> you are way better than this shit. You are <laughs> smart. Yeah. Um... And then it starts to get dark. Darkness. 
darkness befalls the house and you you know it's you get another shot of the dog he's been you know he's had munching. his he's munching he's had his you know he's had his fill for now and he's just kind of laying in the hallway just like mm, I'm laying in the do- I'm laying dog and then he like like does that like he gets woken up by something yeah and he looks in the hallway and then he runs like he whimpers and runs and you're just like oh fuck and you get the, the doggo sees something and you get the first shot of him where she kind of wakes up from a dream mm-hmm. I think it, it it's involving like the eclipse again where yeah I think you see it um. And then she's looking in the room. And I thought this was so well done. Because, mm-hmm. like, because I was re-watching it because I've already seen it. So I was like, oh, yeah, you can totally see him in the beginning. And mm-hmm. I realized, no, you can't. Okay. He's completely shrouded in that first shot until he steps out. It, yes and no. Like, you see, like, you can see something forming. For me, like, I was able to see because I was like, oh, shit, there's a fucking ghost or some shit in this house. Like, oh, God. She's handcuffed and there's a ghost. I don't want to be her. Um, <laughs> Your life sucks, miss. Unless those handcuffs are made out of iron, then you're fine. Because they can't touch you. <laughs> it can just touch the rest of your body, except for your wrists. Right. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> I've ruined your iron handcuff plan. <laughs> um, but, so, like, you can kind of see something forming in the corner. Yeah. And then, like, the moon catches it just so slightly, and you can kind of see the like, not a face, but you can see, like... The form. The form, like, there. The moonlight, mm-hmm. man. Yes, he's called... actually, in the book, is called The Space Cowboy. Interesting. I don't know why. I haven't okay. gone that far in the book. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's referred to as the Moonlight Man. Which is actually the name of the book she throws at the dog. Mm-hmm. No, the book that she throws at the dog is Midnight Mass. Oh. And it is also the book that... Kate Siegel's character in Hush wrote. Oh! That is her book. Okay, so we have Kingception and Flanaganception. <laughs> there are so many little wavy things right now. <laughs> you could see my hand motions. They're weird. Um, but yeah, so like the the Moonlight Man... I, cause I, when I saw it this time, I thought, I'm like, oh, that's like the Midnight Man? Yeah, the Moonlight Man is a reference. It is a Stephen King reference, but... Yeah. Um... Because there's a book called The Moonlight Man, but it's not the book that she throws at the dog. Oh, she throws Kate Siegel. Good on ya. See, I knew she finished that book after Hush. Good <laughs> on ya. Um, but it's so, the, the design of it is so good, of mm-hmm. The Moonlight Man. Um, I know I recognize the actor. I can't think of who it is off the top of my head, though. Mm. You know what, he... He looked, I, yeah, I know exactly. He was in, like, he's in a bunch of stuff. Oh, Carl, Carl Strucken. Carl Strucken. Yeah. That's a name. <laughs> um, he plays Lurch in the Adams Family. Is that it? And he's the giant in Twin Peaks. <gasps> Twin Peaks, that's what I'm thinking of. I'm sure he's in some other Yeah, name. he plays Lurch and he's the giant in Twin Peaks. That's what I was thinking of, because I'm like, Lurch? Yeah, because, like, I was looking at it, too. I'm like, why do I fucking know this person? He's... Which is so weird. What happened to you, Lurch? What bad things happened to you in your life to make you do this? Poor Lurch. <laughs> you didn't deserve this. Um, but yeah, so like you you kind of see him start to form and he's shaking this little bag or box that has like bones. It's like a and... medical bag. It looks oh, okay. like to me. Um, yeah, like his little medical bag of bones and like 
a bracelet and it's like all the bones of people that he's collected and he's referred to from or by gerald as death yes and which is really really cool because it's this whole thing he has this whole uh, monologue that i just fucking loved where it's like you're safe from the monsters yes. when you're in the daytime you're oh, safe God, from the monologue. monsters when you're with someone else but women and i love the fact that it comes back to women alone in the dark mm-hmm. women are weak women shouldn't be in the dark death comes for women in the dark death comes for women alone mm-hmm. and it was that scene where i was watching and i was like i was getting angry like in that scene like for her mm-hmm. but she just accepts it in the saddest way she does she really does and then you see him and he like at the whole like throughout the whole film Mm-hmm. When she sees his ghost, or the delusion. delusion of him, he's in his black underwear that he's been wearing, his black briefs that he's been wearing the whole time. Yeah. Also, great, like, costume to have for, like, most of a movie. Just, yeah, just Here briefs. your underwear. You're comfy. Yeah. Just really hope that set wasn't cold. Oh, God, that would suck. <laughs> no, everyone, everyone was very comfortably dressed in that scene. Yeah. Except for the Midnight Man. Yeah. He had a bunch of shit on him. Yeah. But for the most part, everybody's comfy. <laughs> I love going to work. I just wear my pajamas. <laughs> um, but, uh, so yeah, for the most part, he's in the underwear. And mm. then you see him and he's suddenly wearing a shirt. Which I didn't catch until, like, after the fact when I saw the later scenes. Mm-hmm. And he calls her Mouse. And she's like, what did you call me? And he's oh. like, blah, blah, blah. like, he strikes out. He doesn't say anything. He's da, 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 da. something, something, something. You know it's going to ha- or you know what... Mouse, this is coming for yeah. you. You're going to die, Mouse. You're, you're going to die, Mouse. And he starts repeating the word Mouse. And she's... And it leaves the... If you, you know, it leaves the audience going, why does he keep calling her Mouse? Like, what the fuck? And then, and then you... And then it cuts to the scene that we were talking about earlier. And there's... The, at the lake house. And you, or, like, they're all, they're all arriving at the lake house. And he says, so what do you think, Mouse? And the so dad... you find out that's Yeah. Dad. And what? the shirt that he's wearing is dad's shirt. Oh, it's so fucked up. Oh, it's so fucked up. Like, I didn't, like, I was looking, because I was, like, looking at the scene later on when he's talking to her, like, you need, you need to tell your mom, we need to tell your mom, and it's, like, because it's, like, an over-the-shoulder kind of, like... It's, like, that blue... Game. Well, no, it's, because it's, it's the over-the-shoulder shot, where it's both of them, it's... On the okay. Yeah, on the bed. But it's, you can just see, like, him, the side shoulder, her, the side shoulder, kind of looking at each other, but you can see the detail of his shirt, and it's the same shirt that... What I also kind of found interesting was, um, like, right before they start getting to that, mm-hmm. and it might might be a little bit earlier in the film, um, the the imaginary Jesse is talking about, like, it's just like the eclipse, it's just like the lake house, and it's in those really few scenes mm-hmm. when it's being brought up that Gerald looks worried and concerned. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, what do you mean? Like, right, because he's never, he, she's never told him this. And you get this actual idea that, like, he's concerned for her. He's like, what do you mean? What what happened to you? Yeah. And you kind of get that idea of, like, this marriage was, it wasn't just Gerald's a bad person. It's both, this is a marriage between two people who never were ever themselves mm-hmm. with each other. Yeah. So I feel like that that gives Gerald some humanity mm-hmm. of the idea. Like, in those scenes when you find out about, like, the lake house and everything, 
he is genuinely like, oh my god, how could you never tell me that, Jesse? Mm-hmm. Like, you get the idea that maybe their love's fucked up. Yeah. But th- there is love there. Yeah. Well, I mean, that yeah, that, there's love there. Like, in that scene is when you can kind of... Um, like, he kind of, like, he understands now why she has these intimacy issues. Yeah. Um, and the, he is saying where he's like, wow, we're, we were doomed from the start. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have that, like, weird feeling of like, oh, poor fuckers. <laughs> you were screwed. Yeah. Uh, and so it's night's coming and... She's finally kind of dealing with, like, what happened, and she falls back to sleep, and she's once again in the dress, and she walks in and just sees her younger self handcuffed this time. Mm-hmm. And she's just weak and exhausted, and, like, I'm sorry, and it's this great thing again, like I said, like, the big thing about this film that I just, so amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like there's a younger version of herself and she's just like, we have everything we need. We have everything we need. Just remember. Yeah. Like, remember what happened after. And it, it shows like she cuts her hand. Yeah. She, cause it goes to, so she's remember what happened after when mom came home. They're all having dinner and you know, like she's telling about the lake house and she's like, oh, how was your guys' day, sweetie? And, she, and then she like, just kind of out of like. Like, fear of, like, I can't say anything, I can't say anything. She crushes the glass and it cuts her hand. Yeah. And so she now remembers that your hand has the least amount of nerves. And I feel like that is so cool because it's almost, I think, to Jessie, it's her younger self who is this abused, molested, scared child Mm -hmm. being, like, fight. Like, if that scared part of me can fight... I can fight. Yeah. And then the moment Jesse wakes up, it's a whole different ball game where she's just razor focused. Mm-hmm. And like she cuts the glass, she does the whole thing with the beautiful fucking hand effect. I was just watching your face. It was <laughs> so in- it was just like horror, amazement, yeah, joy, like, just love. I was just terror. <laughs> it was just it was so interesting. So many emotions were happening in that scene. Just that beautiful fucking hand effect and all the blood, the tendons, the tendons. Oh, oh so beautiful. Like whoever, I, I I will eventually look this up. Whoever did the effects on this film, oh my god, I could kiss you and then mm. make you want to, like, make it look like a limb got, a limb got ripped off. Please, please. Just, oh my god, it was beautiful. Uh, <laughs> I was aroused, I was disgusted. Yeah, just... I was joyous. <laughs> this song is joyous and triumphant. <laughs> um, and, uh, so yeah, like, you see her happen, and I, it, it's funny, like, a uh, a line that I found actually very interesting in that scene before she does that. Yeah. Is, or, like, when, um, her, her inner self says, blood is always the slickest when it's fresh. Uh, it's blood, it's, it's actually, she said, she said blood is sick as, slick as oil. Yeah, blood is, um, slick as oil. When before it, it clots. Before it clots. And she's like, you know this from slitting your wrist or something like that. And then it cuts to... Gerald, Gerald who's Gerald, who's like, again, like, that just, like... Oh my god, I had no idea. And that's when you start getting more of that, like, Gerald did love her, but like we said, they didn't know each other. Mm-hmm. It was a husband and wife that had no idea who the other one was. 
Because that means that this character looked up how to kill yourself. Like, probably a lot throughout her life. Yeah. You look at it. It's pretty traumatizing. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, that beautiful fucking hand effect, she finally escapes. It's so good. And like, the scene where she's trying to get the phone, the phone's dead. Um, And then you had actually mentioned, Ella, that I was like, I don't think this is true, but you'd mentioned like, that a phone that some phones have like a battery life enough battery life or like a button or whatever that you press to call 911. Yeah, so I think it was like the most recent and the idea is like um if you hit the button and it'll say like battery low like at least on my phone I have it mm-hmm. there's a little red star at the bottom of my screen. Every what that is is it'll either call 911 for me or it'll send out like a GPS ping mm. to 911. Hmm. So the idea is, like, cell phones have, like, a way, even if it's dead, to be, like, an SOS call. Hmm. I don't know if mine has that, but... Um... Oh, Samsung. <laughs> Keeping me alive. I'm like, oh, this phone can tell... I do stupid things a lot. I'm gonna <laughs> take that. Um, but yeah, that's pretty cool. And so she then tries to... Then she realizes the key is in the bathroom, so she, like, scoots the bed. Which is... To- Girl, you just slit your wrist, you ripped off half your hand, and you're moving a fucking bed? Yeah, like, she, then she, like, she, she tries to pick up the, the key with her, like, mutilated oh, hand. Oh, it's so beautiful and so terrifying. And, like, is shaking, and, like, she almost, dro- like, she drops the first key, and then she picks up the second Same. key, and then is able to, like, put it in her mouth and unlock it with her mouth. And then you get the scene, which, also, being a, being a great resourceful Slytherin, uses pads to, uh, wrap up her wrist. they absorb blood better. I, I I hurt myself a lot. Okay, guys, I hurt myself a lot. <laughs> so I know these things. Um, yeah. And then she passes out. Yeah. Valid. Yeah. Cool, valid. She, she lost a lot of blood, so that's, yeah. And she uh, wakes up again to just face-to-face with decomposing, fly-covered Gerald. And that's, like, the first time you don't see her have a reaction to him. Mm-hmm. She's just like, all right. Okay. Continue on to surviving. Yeah, because like I said, after she gets that beautiful scene with like childhood her, it's so just deadline. Mm -hmm. Oh, we forgot about one really fucking creepy scene though before we hit the end of this. Hmm. Um, It's in one of her dreams where she wakes up and imagines the Moonlight Man licking her foot. Oh god, yes. And it's the dog that's trying to eat Yeah, that was terrifying. I just remember that because I was like thinking about the scene where he's in the car and it's like... I forgot about that. I was like, ugh, no, I don't need that. Please don't lick my foot. Please don't lick my foot. Especially if you're a creepy, like, guy with, like, glowing red eyes. Please do not lick my foot. (laughs) Um, so yeah, then she gets the car keys. She, like, she, then she sees the Moonlight Man, like, in the distance of the hallway. And she's just like, you're not real. You're not real. But she gives up her wedding ring to him. Because I think there's still some part of her that, in that shock, does believe that's death. Mm-hmm. And she's like, this is my, like, toll. Mm-hmm. I'm getting out of here, but here's the toll. Yeah. Um, and she leaves, gets in the car, drives, and then there's just this beautiful, beautiful scene where she, I'm not quite sure if she's passing out or if this is more delusional. But I think it's that she's, because like, she's still, like, she still is kind of, like, She's dehydrated. She's lost a lot of blood. So I think it's, this is just like it, a, I think it's like her fading. Like she's driving because she's like I'm focused. I gotta get out of here. But she's fading in and out. But she's fading in and out because blood loss and fucking dehydration. dehydration. 
And so, there's just this beautiful shot of, of the eclipse and the red sky. You forgot, like, when she fades, how the car lights just... Oh, that was so pretty. I yeah, like, the like, whole oh. scene fades because it focuses on, like, the car, like, the car hood and the headlights. Yeah. And just... you can kind of see her, like, the moonlight of her... And the entire scene just fades as the car as the car lights fade. And then you get the the eclipse lights. Mm-hmm. She's driving that like red hue, yeah. Um, and then you see the moonlight man in the back. Yeah. Yeah. And then he literally leans over her and goes, mouse, mouse, and she hits a tree. And thankfully, lights come on from the house. Yeah. And, and funny, like I called it. Even if like I didn't call the mouse part, but I called it. I was like, she faded, and she's like. In her little dream dream world, she's gonna fucking hit a tree. Yeah, just hit the tree. <laughs> you got out. You're fine. Yeah. She hits tree and like people come out. And she's like honking the horn. I don't know why, but I found this really funny. She just gets out of the car and she's like, "Hi," and then faints. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, "Classy bitch." <laughs> Hello. I'm going to faint now. <laughs> um, and then you get her kind of coming out of it. Mm-hmm. And you find out she gets uh, skin grafts. Uh, they signed off the husband's death. All this stuff. Um, she's now running an organization to help kids that are coming out of abusive family mm-hmm. situations. So it really looks like she's she gets so much more powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, and it scene starts off with her writing a letter to, to herself. herself. To her younger self. Yeah. Um... And then you end up finding out, and I realize this actually in the very first scene, mm-hmm. very very first scene where they're in the car, there is on the radio, yeah, talks about grave mm-hmm. desecration. And that's actually one of the random facts that I took a picture of. I was like, oh, I need that random fact, but yeah, I, I caught it this time. I didn't need to be. I, I've also seen it though. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, <laughs> this is the second time, so yeah, I continued already seeing that. Yeah, so I was like, ooh. Um, and you find out the Moonlight Man is real. Is real. Yeah. Which I thought that was a really cool twist. Like, death being an actual real person. Like, it not being death, but it being this person called the Moonlight Man. Who I forget. His very French name. It's like Pierre. Yeah. And the idea is he's a necrophilia cannibal. A very deranged person. Yeah, and he had this disease that just made everything. I think it's the same disease that Javier Bort, uh, Botet has. Um, I think it's slightly different. Or, like, it's a similar kind of, like, body dysmorphia disease. Like, yeah. there's something in your body that makes you... It's uh, his pituitary gland. Yeah. just never stopped. So, there's this gorgeous thing where she just goes into the room, because he's... You find out he actually killed some. No, he didn't kill... No, because he killed his brother and sister. Mm-hmm. Um, and she walks into this, uh, the courtroom where he's mm-hmm. being brought up on charges and just goes like, hey, you know, and he looks at her and obviously he remembers. Yeah. He's like, you're, you're not, not real. real. You're, you're not, not real. real. Which is just. <laughs> yeah. And she steps in and there's just the most beautiful beautiful shot in this entire film for me is she's he breaks out of the handcuffs and he's being held back and as she walks up it goes from her father to gerald Gerald. to the moonlight man yeah and she just looks at him and goes you're a lot smaller than i remember and walks out Mm -hmm. 
And it just, like, that was the, the part. Like, that, like that powerful ending of just, like... Like, even watching it for the second time, I teared up a little mm-hmm. bit. Because it's that, like, you know... Overcoming your fear. It's so much for, like, women going through molestation, going through rape, going through abuse. We're so taught that, like, oh, a man's gonna fix you, or this is gonna fix you. But to, like, face those fears, mm-hmm. come out powerful... And look so fucking badass. <laughs> Puts on those sunglasses at the end and just like walks away and you're just like, bah! <laughs> Jesse, yes. Yes, Jesse. <laughs> but I, I fucking like watching it for the second time. Fucking love this. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, you know, I, I fucking love this film too. It was a really good film. Yeah, it was just, ugh. Like, I will admit there were some scenes that were hard to watch. But I fucking loved it. But I think the fact that you sit through those hard scenes. Mm-hmm. And what I think is interesting about it is so we were talking about it when um, I watched it with Josh the first time. Mm-hmm. And, like, there are films like Hostel out there, The Human Centipede, stuff like that, that, that have hard scenes to watch. Yeah. But I don't feel like they, they serve anything. Mm-hmm. It's just gore porn. And gore porn's just the one thing I don't like in horror. Yeah. But I think there's something, like, when you look at, like, the rape and revenge films, mm-hmm. there is something to be said about watching somebody go through something horrific and almost it being, like, a cathartic, like, you're there experience. When you watch the hard stuff mm-hmm. and then you see them come out, yeah, it means more. Yeah, it does. You're like, we did this together. Yeah, we did. It's, it's just, it's so cathartic. And like, just so, it makes you feel powerful. Yeah, and I feel like that's, that's what's so great about so many horror films. Is women are the leads. Women are the survivors. We literally did final girls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are the final girls. And, but to take it away from... Uh, a slasher killer or a haunted house and it it be a film about women surviving but so intimately and so personally yeah it was like it instead of it being like a oh they're running away from the killer it or it being like jump scares like the conjuring or stuff like that with ghosts like yeah it did have its i it did have its jump moments but it wasn't like oh god the killer's in the house type of jump moments it was it was all psychological. I think the only actual jump scare is the the two scenes with the Moonlight Man. Well, no, and when what's his face's oh, hand yeah. pops up, when you're like, oh, oh god, he's not dead. How are you so alive, asshole? <laughs> um, but like, it's not. It's more of it was more of a psychological thriller. Yeah, definitely. And I think this is probably the first psychological thriller we've done on the show. Yeah. And I I, I feel like those can leave a more lasting. Like, impression on you. Because mm-hmm. it, it gets into you. Like, yeah. I remember the first time I watched this, I, like, went out, then, like, it was, like, that weekend or something, but somebody catcalled somebody. hmm And I was like, shut the fuck up, you limp dick asshole. Mm-hmm. Like, I was so just like, no, I'm not standing for this. Jesse did not stand for it, and neither shall I. Mm-hmm. Like, I was so felt so ready to take down the patriarchy, yeah. take down, you know, all this stuff that is wrong with the world. 
hell to the fuck yes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's that's something that horror films give women. Mm-hmm. Is we can survive. Yeah, and I feel like that's kind of what our podcast is. Is, is just, you know, the, like, we can survive. Women can survive. Like, that's... Like, this movie, I think, was a great idea for this podcast. And it, it just, it makes you feel so... The idea of, like, the hero and that survival is in you. Because mm-hmm. I think every woman, at some point in their life, has had that, like, weak, I can't do this, how am I going to get through this? Like, what do I do? Yeah. And to see a film where... It's it's not a man. It's not a killer. She has to take down. It's it's survival, and she kind of has to defeat herself. Yeah, she has to defeat all of her doubts, all of her misgivings, all of her trauma mm-hmm. to survive. And I feel like that's that's the scariest thing is yourself. Yeah, and that's what's so fucking great about this film. I like I cannot stop raving. I'm so happy you watched it. Um... If you haven't seen the film, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> um, but seriously, go out and watch it. Um, so, Ash, what is... So we'll do our rating and then our badass bitch moment. Okay. We always have to do yeah. that. Um, what is your rating of this? Um, I think my rating of this will be a five. This is like your second this, five? Yeah, this is my... Well... Yeah, it's my second five in three days, but, like, I think just because of not, not the effects, not the, like, storyline, but just the fucking... Heart. The heart of the story. Like, her being such a badass and being able to overcome what happened to her. Yeah. And especially in, like, the whole movement right now, it just, it was just so powerful. Yeah. I'm not giving it a five because, like, oh, I loved this part of the movie and this movie, like, you know, like, most of my fives. Like, this five is, like, a genuine fucking five. Yeah. Because it just, it, it's so powerful. Um, and it makes me kind of feel like I can just, I can overcome anything. Yeah. What about you, Ella? You're so excited because you know what it is. It's my first one of the season. Mm-hmm. You're first? But first, this is film gets a five. <laughs> this film gets like a five and a half. Fuck. It is it is terrifying. It <laughs> makes you question things. The the scares in it are genuine, heartfelt, gut wrenching. You know, what's crazy is you maybe have like four characters in this entire movie. Mm-hmm. They're all so even to like the moonlight man, they are so human. They are so complex mm-hmm. um like the first time i watched it i had like a visceral reaction to it it made me uncomfortable it made me scared and like i said like in this like era of 2019 as much as we need our our final girls that are gonna you know take a what was a hatchet yeah uh-huh and in Final Girls and fucking turn it into a Matrix fight. <laughs> um, we also just need to see a a woman that's been beaten down come up. Mm-hmm. And that's really what Gerald's game was. Yeah. It was seeing somebody that we can all find a piece of ourselves in come out of something so terrifying and be better. 
I thought the design of the Moonlight Van, and you know I'm a big monster design person, was terrifying and creepy. Mm -hmm. The script was phenomenal. Uh, Kate Siegel, for, for everything she does, she brings a sense... I want her to be my mom. Mm-hmm. There's such a, a softness and a femininity to Kate Siegel that is, like, innate. Mm-hmm. That I feel like you don't see a lot of nowadays. Where, like, even when she gets stronger, even when she gets more powerful, there's still a sense of, like, femininity and inner, like, she's not a hard character. She's a soft woman mm-hmm. who can do hard things. Yeah. And I feel like that's so rare to not see, oh, I went through this hard thing, now I'm just going to be a badass bitch. It's like, I went through this terrible thing, now I'm going to create an organization, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to talk to kids and tell them my story and explain how it can get better. She retains that mm-hmm. genuine love to her. That yeah. is so profoundly needed i think to be the idea of like especially if you're a woman and you're into horror i feel like sometimes it can get overwhelming that like oh i gotta be the girl with the the machete and like the ripped up shorts and the blood Mm -hmm. oh that's not me okay be the girl with like you know the gucci sunglasses and the really cute green dress and the heels walking away from all of your enemies yeah you can be that too and sometimes we need more of that i feel like we need the realistic final girl. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually, like, I'm really glad that we watched this watched this together. Yeah. Because I don't think I could have watched this by myself. Like... I was definitely... This was one of the films that I was like, yeah, we're, I'm not going to have you... Because, like, when I first wanted to watch it, because Josh had read mm-hmm. the book, I was like, oh, I'm going to watch... I think he was doing something. Because mm-hmm. we had watched 1922, which mm-hmm. was another Stephen King movie. It's a short. They turned yeah. it into a Netflix film. Very interesting film. Um, but I was like, oh, I think I'm going to watch Gerald's Game. And he was like, no. Like, wait till I'm there. Mm-hmm. So he was even in, already in the headspace of like, no, you cannot watch this yeah. film by yourself. And it's not like, you know, it's not like, a, oh, you're going to be scared. Like, night, hashtag Ash's Nightmare Fuel. You need that, like, emotional support. You need emotional support. Like, I, there were a couple of times, like, I was, like, during the, um, the dad scene. I had to, like, I kind of, like. I'm, I'm not alone. Pam's like, I had to like look over, uh, look over and I'm like, okay, Ella's standing next to me. I'm fine. I'm okay. I can yeah. breathe. Like I can watch this. Ella has you. Ella has you. <laughs> um, all right. So I guess we'll go with our badass bitch moments. All right. What is your badass bitch moment? Um, I think my badass bitch moment was honestly that whole sequence of her facing the like little girl version of her with the handcuffs and when she was like, you uh-huh. can get through this. Just fucking remember. Just remember the glass. It remember really how to like cut I your hand. chills. Like, yeah. up my arms just, just talking about it. Yeah, because I was just like, yes, this is, like, she's gonna fucking survive. She fucking, like, just all of that, like, that whole sequence of just having to remember. Everything. And then finally just going for it. Like. It's, it's so powerful. I think for mine is the courtroom scene. Mm-hmm. There is just something so powerful about her not even having to confront them. But just wanting to. Wanting to. Mm-hmm. Where she finds out about it and the idea is like she's been haunted by dreams of the Moonlight Man. She thinks it's the devil, it's death, it's something that's coming to get her. No, it's just, it's a person. Mm-hmm. And, and getting that shot of like her father and Gerald and then Pierre. It's 
is so profound about something about walking up to your fears and being like, you're smaller than I remember. Mm -hmm. And then just the look of relief on her face of like, okay, I'm going to go now. And walking out Mm -hmm. on, on her terms, on her turf. It just, it made me feel like I can, I can stand up to anyone. Mm -hmm. I can stand to any opposition. I can stand, and it's never going to be as bad as it is in my head. Yeah. Nothing can come and get me that I don't, can't stand up to. Mm -hmm. And that just made me be like, I'm going to go out and I'm going to go train a horse and take down the patriarchy (laughs) and do, go. Like you just (laughs) feel so inspired of what you are personally capable of. Yeah. And that, that just, oh, that hit me so deeply. I loved it so much. It was so good. It was so good. This is my five. This is my first five of the season. We'll see how many more we get. We got, oh, we have more king coming. So I'm not mm-hmm. scared because I'm like a sucker for king. <laughs> um, but next week we're going to be doing um, our second monster episode. Mm-hmm. We will be dealing with some uh, howlings. Some moonlight massacres. <laughs> I'll think of more for next week. Mm-hmm. Okay. This will be my Ella job. Uh, we will be dealing with werewolves next week. Werewolf. Zewolf. Zekka Castle. Why are we talking like this? I don't know. I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we it, make that reference in the in the episode, too, just because you, you can't, you we're, can't we're, not I do that reference. That's actually going to be referenced in the episode. <laughs> How many times we will make that joke in an hour? Because <laughs> you can't. You you can't <laughs> not. It's young Frankenstein. So good. <laughs> and as always, you can catch us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yes. Um, and we'll be back here next week. And as always. Good. Bad. We're the girls with the mic. See y'all next week.